0: I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or Human Design Unpacks, where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Human Design Podcast. There's someone I wanted to introduce you to. That is another one of our incredible... Uh, sponsors on the program, our Millions of Millionaires mission. That is to make sure that we do everything that we can to support entrepreneurs and small businesses so that they can create the business of their dreams. So the amazing Heather Ivany is here with me. Um, Many of you might have heard of Heather on our podcast. It was an awesome episode. Um, I probably should know the number off my top of my head, but I don't. Uh, I'm sure that's no surprise to you guys. So go check out the podcast. But Heather, welcome to the the podcast again.
1: Oh, I'm super excited to be back, Emma. Um, Yeah, we have so much fun when we get together and you have such... A brilliant audience. So it's an honor to be back in your company again. Oh, thank you.
0: And you're absolutely right. I'm so grateful for my audience. I really am. They are such a beautiful bunch of humans. I'm really grateful. Now, when you actually, we did a session together. I know that you're speciality, although you're a spiritual mentor, you have you know experience with yoga, you have experience with the Akashic Records, you have experience with energy healing. I'm sure there's is, is there even Reiki in there. Like there's a list, there's a long list. And one of the things that I know now is a real speciality of yours is purpose. So how do you help people with their purpose?
1: Yeah. So um, <clears throat> when we talk about purpose, there's sort of three main ways that I look at this. One is our, our, our soul has a timeline, right? And it's connected to higher dimensions in the all-knowing realm. And then our soul is also connected to our incarnated self. So it's got this connection to oneness and it's got this connection to individuality. So if someone really wants to work on their connection to consciousness and be fulfilled with their feeling connected to um, the bigger picture then that's when I work with the Akashic records with people. I show them how to read their own records. I show them how to read other people's records. And then you can even go into the Akashic records of your business, current events, plants, animals, anything that has a consciousness has a record connection connected to it. And then if someone is more um, honing in on like, what is the purpose in this particular lifetime that I'm in? So their incarnated purpose, I work with a program called Unlocking You. It's also a three-month-long program, same as the Akashic training, but this one's designed specifically to help keep people from being distracted by the periphery, give them tools to hone into their midline, and then amplify their purpose and help them to fulfill it in this lifetime. Oh
0: my goodness, that sounds so exciting, far out. And So what, what do they learn? Are they, they, is it Akashic records? What else do they learn in that program?
1: Yeah. So the Unlocking You program. So what I've done with that one is I've taken sort of the 25 years of teaching yoga and I've taught multiple different types of teacher training programs. But what I did is I, I pulled from the philosophy of the wisdom of, of these thousands of years of yoga and pulled out, like, what are the tools that everyone can benefit from if they want to be more connected to themselves. So we work with intention that is like more powerful than just um, an affirmation or wishful thinking. I show people how to really hone in on how to work with intention at certain times of day. So it's more amplified. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then phrase it into like a positive I am statement. Cause I am state I am is the language of the universe And it's the language of present moment. So those two points bring us into um, a very amplified experience of intention. Mm. And then inevitably, when someone's wanting to shift and change and transform, resistance is going to show up. So I show um, individuals how resistance is actually your ally and not your enemy and how to work with it to create opportunity and change. We create boundaries because most people have really strong boundaries with other people, but maybe not with themselves, or they have it with the human dimension, but they don't have it with the energetic dimension. So we work with boundaries in those three ways. And then we also play with meditation in a form that is personalized to the individu- individuals that I'm working with. Um, Cause meditation can be for some people just walking barefoot in nature. And for others, it's like a 40 minute transcendent experience. So I just let it be very personalized. I love and then that. rest is the final element because we get so excited in this human form that we forget that it requires rest and cup filling and nourishment. So I work with yoga Nidra to show people how to amplify the rest space.
0: Wow. I love all of that. And as you were talking through, like so much of that resonates as well, you know, um, I love how you are making it sort of unique to the, each individual that's part of the group. So, can you share the sort of results that people are getting? I know that for me personally when we had our session together, I was blown away like I was blown away at what you what was shared with me and what the results that I got is that instant like, oh my God, I can trust this I can really trust this subtle energy that I get this feeling, this knowing, you know keep going um So for me it was really profound in that place. are there other results that you might be able to share some other stories?
1: Yeah, so sticking with the Unlocking You program, um, oftentimes when people start to really hone in on themselves and their aligned purpose, they become more confident and courageous to make changes in their life. So I've had um, individuals go from one woman was an accountant that um, eventually moved into doing um, uh, becoming a doula for, for palliative care. Which is beautiful. Yeah, wow. Uh, I've had individuals. Uh, one woman went. She's a clinical psychologist, and she moved from um, working in sort of a, a system based um, employee situation to being able to branch out on her own. And create her own private practice, and then in that she offers Akashic sessions within her counseling sessions. So it gave her more freedom to express um, her healing energies in the way that she felt more authentic to herself. I love that. Um, So those are some of the results with the Unlocking You. And then what's most fun with the Akashic training is people get really nervous before it starts thinking, oh, what if I can't do this? Or what if I can't read someone else's records? Um, I've never had anyone go through that isn't able to read the records by the time we're done. And so that alone is mind-blowing because a lot of people think when they're in sessions, healing sessions, they think that it's some sort of a gift that someone has that makes them able to be able to work with energy in the way that they do. And honestly, it's it's a skill set that just needs to be honed in on and practiced mm. and consistently practiced, and it's curated and Sort of pulled out from the individual and expressed. So, I love those transformations. And then the third signature program that I have is called Sovereign Leadership, and this is working with um, the energetic realm <clears throat> to support the entrepreneur that wants to amplify their income. So, I've seen people go from five xing to ten xing their income per month just working oh, I love with that. yeah the resources that are around them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. That sounds, I feel like I want to sign up to all of them. I, I, I'm just, I'm all in with, with you, Heather, you've been such, such an incredible person to work with. Um, I'm also like, I really want to have a session and let's look at my business's Akashic records. That sounds so exciting. So (laughs) how can people get in contact? Obviously we're going to put all the links in the show notes, but how can people find you?
1: Yeah, the best way is just to go to my website, and it's simply my name, heatherivany.com. That's the easiest way. All of my programs are on the homepage there under the little tab, Offering. Um, Most of them start in September, end of September, early October, and they'll repeat in the new year as well if if it feels a little bit too rushed for anyone starting soon. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have a retreat in November um, in Cellulita, so this is for the individual that has done a lot of the growth work and just wants to be in the experience. So it's called Harmonize, and it's working with nature. It's working with um, body movement, Mm -hmm. meditation, Akashic, fire ceremonies. You don't have to be an expert in any of them. You just have to have a willingness and a desire to want to attune and harmonize to your own heart song. So that's in November. And then the other way people can get in touch with me would be through Instagram. Um, and it's just my name, Heather underscore Ivany. So
0: yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, people, you have to go and check out all of these programs. The retreat sounds amazing too. I feel like I want to go on every single retreat that I speak to like all the people in my world. I'm, I want to go there. I want to be on all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, if this has lit your fire, if you're excited, if you're curious, if you're a little bit obsessed with Heather, like I am go and check out the show notes and, find the program that's going to suit you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Heather. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. Now, today I'm doing the next in our anonymous unpacks, which is so exciting. And as part of Reflector Week, we are doing an unpack for an incredible client, Reflector. So welcome, beautiful human. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. No, it's it's really exciting. Me too. I'm so pumped and excited to get into this. Now, one of the things that I want to get into first is just before I hit record, you're starting to talk about some really powerful stuff, and I think I hear this a lot <laughs> from Reflectors. So I want to sort of redirect back there. For the uh-huh. listeners, we are talking, um, this beautiful guest of ours is a 4 6 reflector, um, a cross of penetration, which is really weird. You're the second cross of penetration I've been talking to today. Um, I just find it so fascinating how like, um, yeah, the universe, I swear, brings me clues through the incarnation crosses. But anyway, we're here to talk about you, beautiful. So One of the things that I was just saying before I hit record is there's this part of me that I just love the reflector. And one of the things I'm super aware of being a line five is like I live in a world of projection field already. However, the world that you live in is so amplified, right? So for me, what I'm really conscious of is am I reading you or am I reading me, you know? like So this is something that I'm really conscious of whenever I'm working with the reflector but you just you sort of kicked off that saying that when you started your human design journey that it was kind of like this cookie cutter thing do you want to talk a little bit more to that
2: um yeah so I think I sort of I think like we are hearing in all of them you sort of discover it at a time when you really needed it and I think over lockdown and things things have been quite hard for me because everybody's emotions would have been like sky high. Um and then I noticed I think it was on somebody's Instagram they put a post on about them being a projector and something about it just made me want to find out what I was probably because I've never quite <laughs> been able to sort of put that myself in a box which I know people don't like to do but I think when you have none of that it you, you sort of you crave that feeling of wanting to be able to say this is what I am and this is what I'm like and I've never managed to do it. So I think probably that led me to it. And then as soon as I read the reflector thing, it was like, oh, that's why I've never quite felt like I lined up with the things that everybody else felt like they were doing. But then when I started to sort of try and discover a bit more about it, read a bit more about it, find stuff... um, and that's why I think why I always really liked your podcast, because you were always very like, actually, the cookie cutter stuff doesn't work. And for me, as a reflector, it really, really didn't, because it would say, oh, if you have an open head, you're this, if you have a, you know, an open throat, you're like this. I'm thinking, yeah, but everything's open. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just this stuff going in and out all the time. this it, I could never quite pin it to that sort of generic information. So I think as a reflector, you're always sort of craving that little bit more information because... It's, it's so fluid how you feel yeah. about things and you know you can't quite put yourself like I said you can't put yourself in that box and be like right there I am
0: that is me yeah
1: um,
2: oh so
0: yeah I think that's so beautiful and you know there's this part of me because I've got a wide open G center there's a part of me that can kind of resonate with a little bit of what you're saying okay yeah. just just from from a direction purpose that sort of point of view I mean I've got a lot yeah. of undefined centers but this is really um You know the point. So the first thing that, and I'm going to get into your questions because I think they are golden, but the first thing I really, really want to say to you is, and all the reflectors listening, is the first thing we want to think about as a reflector is consistency because that's what you don't have, right? When we talk about definition, what we're talking about is consistency. And the only reason every other type sort of has, you know, inverted commas, knows who they are or their purpose or whatever, it's actually got nothing to do with their identity or their purpose or anything. What we're actually talking about is our consistent energy. You know, that's really what we're talking about. So from a reflector point of view, my question is, cool, all right, well, where do I find consistency? If I have this wide open chart that's like, you know, the transits or people or, you know, everyone else is influencing me, everything else is influencing me, um, even the dog is influencing me, um, how do I find consistency? So one of the first places that I'm going to go with every reflector chart is to your profile, okay, because your profile is a consistent theme that is going to turn up for you. Okay. So very simply, the four, six, you are a people person that needs to be around the right people and you are the role model. And you're in this place where you're 31, you've gone from a human design point of view, you're on the roof. That means that you're at a time where you're gathering wisdom. You're sort of looking back at those first 30 years and going, well, that worked. Well, that didn't work. Um, sort of looking out to the rest of the world to see how they're dealing with it. And over this next sort of 20 years, you're going to create this wisdom that comes from that. And you've got your Uranus opposition in the middle. So the first place that you're going to find some consistency and a real feeling of this is me is going to be within your profile. Does that resonate?
2: Yes. Yeah. And I think, again, when I saw my profile, that was a, another little bit of me that felt a little bit of comfort because I think when I read about four, six, it was like, ah, oh, right. Yeah. That's, that's sort of who, that's sort of a theme that kept cropping up for me and how people would explain me back to me because I, I sort of struggle to define myself, but people would very often sort of talk about things that you read within a four, six. And I think, oh yeah, I suppose I'm a bit like that. Yeah. So no, it does. definitely
0: mm, Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. And then the other thing that I see within your chart, there's a few things that sort of pop out and then we're going to get to the questions, but you're you're a quad left, okay? So what that means that there's also going to be this consistent theme of being sort of strategic and focused. You know, this is is going to be something that's kind of like an umbrella of your energy. These are things that will show you some consistency. Does that resonate?
2: Um, Yeah, I think I... I think because you sort of naturally look to things that sort of don't fit within what other people are doing, maybe the general reflector energy is something that I've focused on more. But when I think about how I am when I want to do something... Um, so as an example, we've been renovating our house. We started in 2018, and because of lockdown and things, it had to stop. It was put on hold, and we've basically lived in a, in a mess for quite a while. But I'm like, no, it's fine. We'll keep going. And when I talk to the people, they're like, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, well, I've just got to get on. I've just got to get on with it. It'll come. Um, so I can sort of really focus in on something if I really want it. um It's if I don't want it, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not so.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get to that because boundaries is one of your questions. But yeah, yes. so this, this is the thing, like as a reflector, we want to kind of find those consistencies. The other thing in your chart that really jumps out, and I suppose I'm going to go into that first question because it's completely connected to it. And your mm-hmm. first question was setting boundaries as a reflector, not only saying no to things, but also setting a boundary to have time for myself. You know, how mm-hmm. do I go about that? So one of the things that when you ask a question like that about saying no, there's a presupposition. And that pre- presupp- yeah, it's presupposing that you feel like you can't say no, that you're someone that is yeah. that does a lot, that takes action, that takes, you know, potentially yeah. responsibility. Does that resonate? Yeah. Um yeah, massively. Yeah.
2: Massively. I've always done it. I've been like it from a child I hold a lot of, of guilt if I can't say yes to things so if I know somebody needs help even if they haven't explicitly said Laura uh, well you know you need help um it's it's really it's just really hard for me to say no even if I know in my absolute heart of hearts that I cannot meet that need because I've got other things going on you know I'm a mom I've got a job i just said my house is an absolute state, but a part of me really can't let that go. Um so that has been quite big for me. And I think one of the things was having bigger things go on in my life, and almost I need a reason in my own head to say no. <laughs> I need someone else to say, you know, well, I can't do it because I've got the children on that day, or I can't do it because of this. I can't just say, actually, no, that's that's not for me. Um, yeah. That, yeah, and that is something I think. I've, I've sort of tried to really focus on. Again, over the past couple of years, everybody's had a lot on um, it, it, just because of everything that's happened. So I think for me it was it was really shone a light on me wanting to say yes to everything when actually it's just not possible.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's so beautifully said. And what's really interesting about your design is that you have got five gates, five hanging gates in your root centre. <laughs> So, Uh you know, I think that a lot of the boundaries piece potentially comes from the fact that with this many hanging gates activated in your root center, then there's a pretty high um, likelihood that that root center is switched on a lot of the time. So that means that you're probably picking up a lot of conditioning down there. This is probably where you can't say no. And yes, you have one activation in the sacral. Excuse me. So maybe it could be sacral energy. If you're married, you're sharing a house with kids or partners or whatever that have a defined sacral, but in your aura alone, I think that potentially like the root center would be a great place for you to really focus um, your deconditioning, your letting go, like all of those things, sort of understanding those gates, understanding how to, um, you know, even having a look at the shadow aspects of them and, 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 learning to let them go so that it's really squeaky clean if you like does that resonate with you yeah I think so it's um
2: it's just one of the, it's just the aspect of me that I know I've got to work on so any sort
0: of information on how to let that go and
2: be comfortable with it um is really helpful
0: yeah yeah Yeah, and and I think I will get to that. But one of the big things as a reflector is that we have to move from this place of, and I seem to be talking a lot about this at the moment, but we have to move from this place of needing external control, external certainty to internal certainty. And every human needs to go on this journey, you know, this, this, this journey from I need to control my external reality. Some people need to try, you know, we can't control anything, but some people try to control everything um some people try to control half of it some people only try to control a little bit of it but we all have this journey where we have to move from external control and external certainty to internal certainty now this journey yeah. is especially important for the reflector because when you are in this place of surrender and and you have you know you have a mind you have an unconscious mind you have this thing that is there just like every other human that you want to train like a puppy and you want to train that mind that says that you have belief systems that are really supportive, that they're that are actually going to support you as a reflector. So one of the yeah. big things that I would be really um, encouraging you to do is to get super clear on your belief systems, you know, because these yeah. are the things that are going to support you as you really surrender to life, because that's the ultimate state of a reflector is that you know, it, it brings you back to the, that statement, you know, you know um, I am that I am. Like that is a reflector. Yeah. You are because you are. I am that I am. So mm-hmm. this is a journey of actually learning to let go, to surrender. And someone actually said, asked the question recently, like, well, how do I actually surrender? One of the big things to understand is it's like feel the energy. So if it's my energy, if it's your energy, it's someone else's energy, like feel it. But you've got to be careful not to identify with it because once you identify with it, it becomes yours. And that, that will become conditioning. So as yeah, a ref- I think I've done that a lot.
2: So yeah, I've, I've done that a lot. And I think
0: um,
2: it's it, it's really hard when you think, hang on a minute. That actually isn't what I think. And it can be it can be really difficult if it's people in your family that you spend a lot of time with. So I know that when I sort of moved out from my you know, childhood home from, from my parents, as wonderful as they are. And as much as I love them, they actually have views it, for some things that aren't the same as mine, but it wasn't until I had that separation that I, I think about something, I think, oh, I don't like that. And they're like, well, actually, I, I don't genuinely have a problem with that. That is something I've, I've just sort of carried and gone, yeah, I don't like that either. And it's just absolutely not true at all. Um, so. Yeah. When I have those times alone, or even if you just find that little pocket of time where you think about something without discussing it with somebody else, I think, hang on, that's that's not me. Um, yeah. And sort of more more recently, we had a member of my husband's family move in with us, and he was going through a really rough patch. He'd moved in because he was getting divorced. Um, and long story short, it was it was easier for him to move in with us. So he was emotionally. Um, and I even suppose like spiritually it was just everywhere Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a really hard thing for me and I don't think I realized how hard that would be for me to have that sort of emotion constantly circulating in my personal space and I think that's where that initial question about boundaries came up because it's okay helping and it's okay saying yeah no worries that's fine. But actually for me that then became a, a really really tricky and, yeah. and at times overwhelming time because I was constantly trying to get rid of that those feelings that actually weren't mine and even though yes they may come and go, you've still felt them and I think yeah. as a, as a Like try to say, actually no, I I I still know they're not mine. But God, it's exhausting having it sort of come to me.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I love this is a really important point. You know, like we talk about the reflectors, they can't kind of have this Teflon. They're used to it. They can. They don't tend to hold on to the energy. But you're right. It is still tiring. Now, what's really really interesting, given that the listeners can't see your um, chart. This is a really important point. So, my question at the beginning of the session was, "What is consistent? How do how do we find consistency?" And, <clears throat> you know, for me, I'm a three five emotional manifesting generator. So, I'm also a type that that is like wrestles sometimes to find consistency. So, we're always looking for consistency, and we're looking for almost levels of consistency. And this story that you've just told is really, really powerful because that this person in your house, like that event was really, that drew down on you. Now you have a wide open solar plexus. So of course you do, because you are feeling his energy mm-hmm. as he expresses it. You have no, inverted commas, control over that energy. Okay. So you just take it in, amplify it um, and reflect it back. Whereas this root center, it's like you have a, have, this is where the The second level, if you like, of consistency. So it's not there all the time because it's an undefined center. But as soon as the root center gets switched on, you have five consistent energies and you're going to express the 53, the 54, the 38, the 58, and the 41 the same way every time. That's your energy. You get to have that. You're not going to be influenced by other people's expression of that energy. So this is where like the next layer of consistency will come in for you. Now, Mm -hmm. um, being a reflector as well, we can, and and the other thing, actually, before I go there, I'm going to go to the throat because we haven't talked about that. You have a very similar configuration in the throat. You've actually got six activations in the throat um, and they're reaching like two to the ajna, two to the solar plexus, oh, sorry, one to the solar plexus, one to the wheel center and two to the G center. And then there's actually um, a hanging gate coming up to the throat as well. So the throat's also going to be another place where a it sort of sits in this amber ready to go whether it's a transit or another human but it's also a yeah. place that you're going to be able to find some consistency because as soon as it's switched on then you're uh-huh. going to be expressing it in these six unique themes or these six unique ways of those gates. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's almost yeah. like although it's not consistent all the time and it's not definition, it's not, you know, how the world necessarily sees you, but this Mm -hmm. is a place where you're going to feel like you because these things get switched on a lot and you probably express them quite a lot. It's like even your 57 and your personality sun, it's in an undefined spleen. Um, However, how you express the 57, so wherever you are in that journey, That's you. That's all you. Like you can evolve that energy and, you know, that's a journey for you. So this is the thing I think that's important from, you know, I'm always feeling for a reflector is like, where is the consistency coming from? Where can they sort of put their flag in the ground? And this is sort of how I would go through each chart. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting with sort of the throat and
2: I know it doesn't necessarily directly link to speaking but one of the things that I've sort of never really found that difficult is is doing that and then I've sort of wrestled with the idea of am I I sort of you know I feel quite introverted at times but then when it comes to speaking about something I have no problem doing that. You know, I don't mind speaking in front of people, I don't mind having conversations with strangers, which as a reflector is very useful because you get told all sorts, all the time, when you haven't asked for it, <laughs> and it just appears. And my husband always like before all this, and my husband's not really into it, so this is sort of like a, a sideline thing for me, but he's like, where did they find you? like this doesn't happen to me we'll just be somewhere and someone will come along and and have a really in-depth conversation so I think having the throat and having some sort of certainty over how I sort of express myself is is quite um comforting sometimes yeah um, because you just it, it all comes out from other yeah. people and you think why why would you tell me that yeah <laughs> I don't know you
0: yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah. because you have the 33 as well, it's it's almost like um, the other person's aura can see that you have something to reflect back. Like the other person's aura needs the feedback, if you like, and you yeah. actually have the ability to hold the space for them to really share that. And that's beautiful. That's profound. Um, All right, let's go to the next question. I love this question. Um, How do I use environment to get the most out of my alone time? Um, Do you want to elaborate on that or do you want me just to go straight to answering it? Yes, I think
2: because before, so sort of pre-Sat and Return, um, I had a lot go off with jobs that um, weren't the right environment for me um but because I've always been somebody I suppose you'd say like a goody two-shoes I don't know if that's a phrase yep got it No are um that was just who I was that kept me very safe in school I did as I was told i you know all that kind of thing and it sort of just kept me peddling along and I must have been in the right environment I quite enjoyed school um and went to university and all that kind of stuff and started as a primary school teacher and I realized very quickly probably after about a year and a half that I'd um, I'd made a bit of a mistake and it sort of wasn't really for me um, and this is a personal thing but I feel that the British education system is on its knees it puts an incredible amount of pressure on the educators you don't really get paid for it I couldn't get any I couldn't get away from that environment because you have to take it home. You take it home, you mark all the books at home. Um, you know, it's all there. You do your work on your laptop at home because you're planning all weekend. So that environment sort of aspect for me got really muddy because I just didn't have any separation between my home, my personal space and work. And after three years of doing that, I decided that I would stop. Um which again was a big thing because it's you know it's a really well-respected job and I I think people just thought I was a little bit mad for going but now again with having human design it's like that environment and that pressure and the things that were going on just wasn't right and I had to go and I'm glad I did because I I love what I do now um and it's not to do with children as much as I I enjoy being with my children and all that it wasn't to do with that it was just complete clean break but I just felt like environment became sort of a fictional thing for me I didn't have separate environments and I think as a reflector I enjoy that because I can come home to my space and that is it and I've always enjoyed having a bit of time on my own as much as I love people because I think my chart is very sort of people oriented mm. but I need that break and I wasn't getting it um, and then again very recently having people come into our home who are you know I, I love them I care about them very much but again it made my home environment quite tricky yeah. <laughs> um, but I think for me it's about how do I use those separations well and sort of knowing about what my environment is because I think am I I'm a Valley's Narrow, I believe.
0: Yep, you're a Valley's Narrow. Yep, I, uh, yep, um, narrow. Yep. I was going to, yep, we'll get to that. How, how I encompass that within that
2: alone time, if it's possible, mm-hmm. um, but to amplify the good that can come from me getting that pocket of time alone because I am yeah. a mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. yeah, I hear you. So, so, I hear you. How, can I, how can I sort of turn the dial on my alone time and really sort of get the most out of it?
0: Yeah, That's a great question. So one of the really big things we're going to go back to is boundaries. It's really important, like no matter what type or profile we are, um, we have to learn boundaries. We have to learn to um, set promises for ourselves and keep them. The promises that we make to ourselves are directly linked to our self-worth. So let's say, you know from everything you've just said, you know that you have to have a separation. You have to have your home environment, your work environment, potentially even your friends' environment, and these, and yeah. even mum' environment. You know, so for me, just listening yeah, to sorry, to you, can, can
2: I can I yeah. just jump, jump? No, I'm sort of agreeing with you, but that is actually how I've always visualized it in my mind. I think I am me. But I'm me at work. I'm me at home. I'm me with my kids. I'm me with my husband. It's, and I don't know if that's, I think, again, it's really hard to get that perspective and see, is that what everybody does? Or is that just what I've really boxed it, bounded for myself because I get those different energies of different people. And I can really feel again. And when you said with your mom, <laughs> I feel like I am me with my mom and I'm even me with my dad. And I can see how I naturally just, this different things that just switch and change all the time with how I am. So I think then when you're alone, there's, there's just this silence. It's yeah. really bizarre. I can't explain it the other way. There's just nothing. And I think sometimes people find it really odd when they're like, oh, so what do you do when you've, you know, you've not got the kids and you're in on your own? I'm like, honestly, nothing. I, I I have a chunk where I'm like I sit I, there's no tv on there's no radio very often I will probably come to a human design podcast genuinely because it's just where I sort of like oh yeah that makes sense yeah I sort of work it through for myself but a lot of the time just nothing
0: because wow so- I love that I wish I had just nothing like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's no, incredible think- right but I love what you said as well, and I think that this is part of, um, you know, what's a bit challenging with human design and we have it no matter what type or profile, you know, through the frame of trying to teach the knowledge, we can sometimes, um, as the students, we can back ourselves into a corner. And one of the things yeah. that you just said that I think is really powerful is that you're this person with your husband, this person with your kids, this person at work, this person with mom, this person with dad, and on some level, the if we read enough about reflectors, there's this potential that your mind will go, oh, well, I'm none of that. But it's actually not true. You're all of that. It's like, you're all of that. You. Do, it's not that you're none of anything. It's that you're all of everything. And it's almost like, yes, I 100% would run that experiment. Like I would have if I was you, when I was running the experiment, I would be like, okay, I'm going to have, you know, hard boundaries around um, all of my different environments and and where I am. And then I'm also going to have a hard boundary around time where I'm on my own, where I'm nothing, you know, because you're that constant fluid energy. And one of the Mm. things to do is just embrace it, embrace the fluidity, embrace the fact that you get to be this person over here and this person over there. I mean, that's really exciting. It's like the the ultimate expression of the human condition is that you literally get to be everyone um, at yeah. some point. So the the and the tr- the trick in inverted commas is just not to identify with any of it. You know, don't don't believe that any of it is you. And this isn't necessarily advice that is only for reflectors. You know, we all need to get to a place where we are totally surrendered that we can literally just respond to life just just turn up, be present and respond to life. And one of the things for you is just the more you can slow things down, like whether it's making a decision or whether it's, um, you know, where you're going job wise or, you know, all of those things, like just giving yourself time because, you know, you've got lots of people to be between now and then given the transits and the people and, and all of that sort of stuff. So, it's kind of like, well, instead of thinking I need to have enough time to let go of everything, it's almost the opposite. You know, it's counterintuitive. I just need the time to be everything and then know how it feels to be or want or do this as all these different versions of me. Um, So it's, you know, it's almost like this playtime of, as you were speaking, I was just imagining dress-ups, you know, like you can, what about as this person? What about as this person? What about as this person? And this is a place as a reflector, like you guys are properly magical. Like you are beautifully magical, you know? Um, and I've heard, I don't know how many reflectors have said to me, do you know how much I hate being called a unicorn? That's not useful to me. Like it's nice, but it's not useful to me. So I think <laughs> no, one of the things yeah. to really understand is like, find those consistencies, you know, find how your truth turns up. You know, what's the thread? Like if I was a reflector, I'd always be curious, like, what's the thread, you know, with mom, with dad, with kids, with work, there's going to be a thread and that's going to be, you know, there'll be something there in your profile. There'll be something there from your personality son, or there'll be, you know, whatever your design mercury, or there'll be all Mm. these little threads and they're just like threads. They're just, they're not like a big smack in the face. They're just these beautiful threads that are just moving through. Um, So the other thing I want to come back to environment. So one of the things for you, I also feel that you know, environment is going to be another place that you can create consistency. And because human design gives us a clear, um, you know, way to experience the body wants to experience something, then yeah. for you specifically, you are a um valleys narrow person, meaning that you want to have your finger on the pulse, and which I think is really cool because as a reflector, to have your finger on the pulse is almost like to to not reinvent, that's too big a word, but to to dress up a hundred times a day, like. What is this new thing or what am I curious about or who is this person or and allowing yourself to be in that environment where you are, you know, finger on the pulse. You're curious to, to, you know, what's going on in the world. Um, You're curious to try it all on, to taste all the tastes, to hear all the sounds Um, and that other consistency piece and the thing I would experiment with if I were you is, you know, you have that tone of um, of smell. So I would almost use smell to create some sort of consistency in my life. Is there a certain candle that you like or an incense or a a, a, an oil that kind of brings you back to this feeling of being in your body. And when you're being in your body or you're being in your spirit, then you are you, you know, um, mm-hmm. without all the, the dress-ups, if that makes makes sense. Does yeah. that resonate? Is that helpful? Yeah, I'm,
2: yeah. I'm, la- I'm sort of laughing to myself because I think what I've been doing without even realising is when I have time on my own, for some reason I instantly light an incense stick. <laughs> I <laughs> and love I didn't it. Know why? <laughs> But it's just that like everyone is gone. I can just enjoy time on my own. I like one and then I you know just sort of do my own little thing and i I've, I've not even it wasn't until you said smell. I was like, oh, that's so that's so weird. I already do it um w- w-
0: sort of without me yeah. thinking about it. exactly. well, we speak our design and we live our design all the time. This is the point like. I think sometimes when people come to human design, or at least it's my experience, when people come to human design, they freak out. They're like, oh, my God, I'm this. I have to fit into this box. No, no, you really don't. This is the thing that's going to set you free. However, you have to be willing to, to do the work and, and the human design work is just getting curious, getting curious about your themes, getting curious about your gates, your um, your centres, your, you know, for being... Um, the one thing that I would recommend is that you go through the process. There's a um, a podcast that I did. It's around the '80s, I think, um, that is all about deconditioning and just go through each center and and do that process. And I probably do it, you know, twice a year. I would recommend that you do the same thing, so that you're actually yeah. just cleansing out your energy because you have this ability and and you have this beautiful expression where you get to dress up as someone new all the time. You get to to be someone new all the time. And it's it's so authentic. It's so true. It's real for you. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you're trying to be all these people. You're actually genuinely all these people. And then you're not, you know? And this yeah. is that piece where we want to really be like, well, this is actually your superpower. This is actually your superpower to just be um you know, fluid and, and, and let yourself morph and evolve into whoever you are in that moment and, and enjoy that process. Yeah. I th- yeah. No, that, that really does
2: sort of resonate. And I think, and I'm, I'm sure I've heard other the reflectors say it, you know, I know you've had a couple on your podcast and people, other people that I've heard is this whole idea of it's, There was always this notion in, I suppose, of like secondary school, high school, where it's like you've got to be this person. If you're not this particular person, then maybe you're sort of you're faking it or you're pretending to be something. And I just always found that really difficult because I think I am quite genuine in myself but there was never anything that really stuck. And I could sort of almost, you know, you see groups of people, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get why they do their thing. And then you'd look at another group of kids and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I sort of get what they're doing. And I could sort of go in and out, but it's sort of that wasn't the way that people like it to be done. So I think I struggled with it then. Um, but now as an adult, it's sort of not there so much. So I've just sort of been able to sort of pick and choose what I do um, and, and how I am and I've been with my husband since I was sort of 17 Um, and bless him. (laughs) He's just like, I don't know what she's going to do next. I don't know. Um, And I think for him, being that long-term relationship he just I don't know if he just thinks this is how women are you know the old stereotype of women are really fickle and can never make up their mind I think he just thought that was it and just thought oh well that's what they're all like man no I don't think they are <laughs> not to this level um and he just sort of lets me go do what you know move on to the next thing and try things on and I suppose we're sort of consistent and consistently my his version exactly. of me when I'm with him. And um, so that's sort of consistent enough.
0: Exactly. Um, and this um, is really important for the reflectors, you know, like having that person, having those people in your life that are consistent, like that's really, really important and powerful. And one of the things I have to talk to, cause I think it's such an important point, um, is that, you know, you're talking about at school, like the fact that you could kind of just mm-hmm you you could fit into with each group, but that wasn't okay. So one yeah. of the things we have to understand, and and I had so I had exactly the same experience with the wide open G center. So I literally was friends with the the cool group, the sporto group, yep. the outdoor activities group, like the nerds, like I was friends with everyone. And I sort of look back at my school years and think, oh wow, yeah, that wasn't inverted commas done. You didn't do that, you were in a group. Yet everyone was very accepting of me being a part of every group. And so the, the point I'm trying to make is that I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. And this is where we have to be really, really careful is that we have to take full responsibility for our belief systems, you know. Yes. So at the time, the kids would have been telling you or society would have been telling you, especially as a reflector, oh, it's not okay to be more than one thing, which is so ironic given you're a reflector. Um <laughs> But in that moment, if you were like me and I was just totally naive, it wasn't like I was this creative rebel and, and, you know, I was trying to be different and, you know, I didn't want to fit in. Like, yes, there was parts of that, but there was part of me that was just like Alice, Alice in Wonderland, like clueless, naive, and just like I had no idea. I just want to be friends with everybody. And because of that belief system, I could move in and out of each group really easily. So I think one of the things we have to be really aware of, no matter our type, no matter our design, is we have to take full responsibility for our belief systems, you know. And what our human design does is it really helps us to throw out the belief systems that really don't work that aren't true for us and it gives us the opportunity to create belief systems that are going to really allow us to step into our magic um mm. and as a reflector you really are here excuse me with with such an opportunity to to guide and influence our world and without doing much do you know what I mean like you just get to to be you and and pay attention to what feels good and who feels good and what feels good and Um, allowing yourself to be on that journey of being a different person a few times a day or when whatever that is Um, because Mm. what you're actually going to be creating is that consistency and that internal certainty that you know like I'm good at this I'm good at the ride of life I'm I'm this person who gets to dress up every day and be different people or express myself differently or because that's where the consistency comes like it's kind of again counterintuitive the consistency comes from the inconsistency but you know it's going to keep turning that up that way I mean you can go into that place where I mean we always talk about reflectors knowing their moon cycle you know like know when things switch on and one of the big things for me is I'd play around if it was me I would do that experiment of like when your sacral switched on without the solar plexus like can you make decisions quickly on that day? Like I would be running all those experiments. However, it doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to take that much effort. It's just like where is the consistency? And a lot of the consistency is in the inconsistency. So if you can be super comfortable in that, then that's an opportunity for you to really be you too. Yeah, I
2: think it's for me It's it's been it's been more about and especially with the again coming back to that that whole idea of boundaries of sometimes I might need it more sometimes I might need it less and I just I'm just learning to go with it a lot more and I think even going back to environment and leaving places of employment it was a bit like well why don't why don't I like it anymore you know and some some it's been years Um, I had a job not long ago I was there for six months and was just like no this is that now this isn't for me um and again I think that swapping and changing idea societally isn't quite there yet it's this idea of why did you not get a job from school and then retire at the same place Mm -hmm. (laughs) and for me it's never that's just never going to happen um and I actually quite enjoy that fluidity. Um, sort of as an example, I got asked recently, so I started a new job about six weeks ago, and in is in within the interview process, they said, well, it's a charity-run sort of Uh, service I work as uh, what we in the UK call a GP link worker or a social prescriber so I will go out to people's homes or I meet them out in public and they will have been referred by a GP or a health professional and they are struggling with something and I turn up with resources in the local area from the community and say there's this service that could be good there's this group that we could go to together and sort of try and boost their well-being so I love the job but it's funded so said it's only 12 months is that okay or you know there's potential for it to be longer and actually for me I was like that's fab I get a year at this and then if I don't like it again it's that guilt and shame that we spoke yeah. about earlier yes actually I don't have to stay I can say no I'm okay thanks I've had yeah. a year at it it was okay but I'm done now um and I, and that's sort of not how I worded it in the interview because I, again it sounds quite fickle. But I just said, well, actually, I don't know what is permanent now with the way the world is. Permanency exactly. is is sort of.
0: But this is it, the, that the idea.
2: Meeting, so I actually like the idea in my environment and with my work that actually I can step out. There are those intervals where you're like, actually, yeah. now I'm. Um,
0: and so this on. is the piece, like it does again, like welcome to being a manifesting generator, like you know, <laughs> like literally. Um, and and this is the other piece. Like, we're all not that different. It's just my solar plexus and my sacral tell me it's time to leave, whereas the energy of the environment tells you it's time to leave. So yeah. this is the other thing. Like, we're all getting the feedback that's correct for us. It's just coming in via different modalities. That's all it is. Like, um, and and it's almost like just because you're a reflector doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have um lots of short jobs, but you. No. Specifically that's what you like. You like that freshness. You actually have the 53 in your in your design sun. So of course you do. You love new beginnings. You love to start over. You know, you want to be asking yourself that question. Am I starting this new thing from fear or love? It's really important for the 53. Okay. Um so this is again like this is why you're going to be that way. But again, as a manifesting generator over here or a reflector over there, we're still getting the guidance. Like I've never done a job for any longer than a year and a half. And literally I'd get itchy feet. Then I'd be like, oh, God, I'd just be thinking I don't want to do this. And then all of a sudden I get a call. I'm being headhunted to move somewhere else. So the thing that I want everyone to hear is that it doesn't matter what type you are. You're still getting the feedback. You're still getting the guidance. But what's really important about what you're saying is that you're listening to it it's just your conditioning the belief systems the the yep. environment the society that you grew up in isn't congruent with your energy with your truth and that doesn't ma- that yep. doesn't have anything to do with being a reflector that has everything to be to do with being you this particular soul in this particular life journey mm. makes sense yeah
2: yeah absolutely i think again it's me giving myself permission to have those feelings yep. to have that desire do something different, the desire to um have a boundary. And like I was saying earlier, actually a boundary of not saying no, but wanting to to do other things. And I think again, that's sort of the pressure as a mother of of you know, I, I wanted to work full time, that's what I enjoy. I like being in that environment in the day and then having a switch. Um, and sort of when I suggested it and the world didn't explode, um that felt quite nice yeah <laughs> and you know it's that, bring that idea past somebody else oh, I'm thinking of you know um and sort of very recently I've enjoyed doing things like sound baths because that's quite enjoyable and sort of going to sort of maybe like meditation groups and things that are sort of slightly more spiritual that I've never really let myself look into and um, because you know that's a bit yeah. woo exactly.
0: nobody does that
2: and we need to get
0: we need to get you out into the woo. We need to get you out in the woo. I love what you said as well like a sound bath. Of course you do. The 57, the 57 in your personality sun, it's really auditory. This is the thing yeah. I want everyone to hear as well as you is that you'll notice that there's so much similarities to other people. You're still having the yeah. same experience. It's just that that it's just a little bit different. It's a little bit tweaked. The way you get your feedback is different to what the way someone else gets their feedback and you have this superpower of being able to um shift and change but it's always about like what's the thread what's the consistent piece um one of your questions here that i think is really cool is um how do i express my needs in a way that is accessible and understandable for others without having to use human design expect explanations this is really really powerful so Mm -hmm. one of the things that i would always say as a reflector is that it's really similar similar to having emotional authority. Make sure you tell people, I'll come back to you, I'll give you deci- I'll give you a decision soon, um, or could you just give me a bit of time on that? Um, make sure that you teach people that, you know, being around a lot of other people is really tiring, so you don't want to be around a lot of people all the time. You want to be able to balance that out. Um you just you, you never really have to give them the details. You just give them the outcome. If you can talk to the outcome, if you can talk to um you know, I look I really like to keep this my family life separate from my work life because I love to have my own identity yeah. at work and you know, I can be a mom at home. So just being able to give people those high level things no matter what our type is um, without having to use human design it is a really powerful thing to do is that helpful does that resonate
2: yeah yeah I think it's just sometimes you can sort of get wound up in the human design thing and then you think I, I sort of want to explain this to you but I'm not quite sure if it's going to come off again a little bit like what are you talking about <laughs> because I have a job it's all about people so I'd say to people I, I, I actually really love being around people and I love doing that thing but then it's the way that I describe it is, like, I've got a cup full of water. There's only so much water to go around. And then when the water's gone, the cup's empty. I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Um, and I've never been one for, sort of, like, staying at parties right until the end. <laughs> I'm like, right, whoa, well, I'm, I'm out. I've had enough. Um, and I also think it's been really interesting for me on a complete tangent, but I just feel like I sort of want to tie in yeah go I um I stopped drinking not I, I don't I've never had a drink problem I've actually never really drank that much but I found it so helpful that when you're out in that situation and everybody else is sort of you know going there and, and doing what they want to do I could still have that control over when I'd had enough and I could sort of I wasn't getting everybody's emotions and then not really knowing what to do with them or maybe the drunk side of me wasn't really managing it very well and I would take things on and I think for me having that clearer head was great Mm. and but then explaining that because you know you say to people oh I don't drink and they know almost like well you've never had a problem with it why would you stop and it's actually I really just enjoy being me and I enjoy the conversation so much more for me when I know what's mine when I know what isn't mine and I can I can call time on it when when Love I want that. to go um, That has really that. really
0: helpful. I think that's so powerful uh, and even as you were speaking I was like oh my god that's so fascinating cuz um you know like even a part of me is like that you know I we used to drink a lot years ago and then we <laughs> we literally um we stopped drinking for 12 months. We set ourselves the goal. And now I joke like we're these adult drinkers. So we'll have a drink every now and then kind of thing. Um, yeah. But I really resonate with what you were saying. And I feel like this is really true for any of us who have, uh-huh. especially have undefined centers. You know, yep, all of yours are undefined. So this is like an amplification, sure. <laughs> um, but I love what you said, because I think that's really, really important. And I hadn't actually made that um, conscious connection as yet. So this is a brilliant distinction that it's almost like and and the thing is with alcohol. So when you have the first drink of alcohol and you start to get that really lightheaded feels really great, that is actually the feeling like there is this window to higher consciousness in that one, in that first glass, in that that higher feeling is actually a window to consciousness. The moment we have more, it like slams shut, like we can't access it. In fact, it's worse than when we were sober, if you like. But this is really powerful because what you're talking about is um, and what you said was all about how when you have and even if you just have two drinks, you know, it's not like you're getting rolling drunk, but it's that blurring of what is mine and what is theirs, as opposed to when you don't, um, and especially given that you have a, a body that isn't necessarily going to process alcohol as well because there's no definition. Um, when you don't, then all of a sudden it's like you can still, you can feel the, um, what's the word, almost like the outlines of people's energy. You can kind of be clearer. Yeah. About that's theirs, even though I'm feeling it in my body, that's theirs, um, and this is mine. Is that what you're saying? Does that resonate? Yeah, yeah. And I think
2: there's been times when we've gone to things, and you, it's just so. To me, to me personally, it is just so evident that it's not really well. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, they, yeah. It's not a good night. There's somebody in here, or there's yeah. something not okay. Um, we oh, it was years ago, but we went to a gig and it was in a, a local sort of small city. But they'd had a big football match that day that that town, and it was like a local sort of derby type thing. They sort of call it, and it's like local rivalry. Mm-hmm oh it was just the worst thing I've been to because the energy was so off everybody was just so ready to have a go at somebody who was (laughs) from the the other the opposing team that it just felt horrible and I remember just actually it was my boyfriend at the time but my now husband I was like that man over there look at him now he's not looking at you you know and you're like have a quick look don't look at him again Don't make eye contact with him again. There is something incredibly off with him. And that man actually did end up having a fight that night. And he was like, Mm. How did you know just that one bloke? And I was like, It's you could just, for me, you could just see it. Yeah. And then I think friendship groups on a lower scale, when they come out, you're like, Oh, yeah, if you have a drink, it's not gonna go well for you. You're gonna end up getting quite, you know, it amplifies what's either good or bad. And yeah, I'm just like, so for me to stay
0: um, quite neutral works quite well for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really powerful. I love what you just said as well, because this is the thing that I hear from all reflectors. At some point, they tell me a story about how they go to an event or a party or something, and they can just pick the people in the room. Like, Oh, that's the person I want to talk to. That's the person I want to avoid. Like this ability to be able to sort of read energy without, knowing why or what or who you know the mind wants to fill in all of those blanks but you just have that knowing that okay don't go there definitely go there and i think that that's really um important and again again there's the consistency as a as a reflector you want to be looking for the consistency piece and and that's consistent you'll read on other people's energy how they're using their energy the other thing that i hear consistently from reflectors and the way I articulate it is it's like you guys see energy coming like a wave and you've just literally explained it with the guy at the the this event, the derby, the derby, whatever um, and how you could you were seeing what was coming with his energy, even though you didn't have the details, I, I hear this from reflect reflectors a lot is it's kind of like, it, it, there's the wave of energies that's coming. You just have this real ability to read the energy and the subtle energy that's in the room, which is so incredibly powerful and profound. So yeah, awesome. Now, this has been amazing, but it's we're gonna to have to wind it up because we have had such an awesome chat. It's been fantastic. <laughs> I've loved every second of it. Um, so is there anything else that's gonna make this more complete for you today? No I,
2: no, I think actually the biggest takeaway for me is, is the permission, just giving myself permission. It's actually weirdly come full circle and it isn't about me giving other people permission or denying them permission to me. It's about me having permission for myself to do the things that I need to do in that, exactly. that space. To do it. So and you no, know what I love?
0: I love yeah. that this is exactly the same thing, no matter the design. No matter the type, the strategy, the authority, you know, what cross you are, what activations you have, every single human says the same thing. Mm-hmm. This is the piece. It's not about putting us in our, ourselves in another box. It's about giving ourselves no. permission to be who we are. And, yeah. you know, this whole thing like, um, you know, don't tell reflectors who they are or don't tell them they have to be someone or they have to stick to it. Like, let's just throw all of that out. Let's just let you give yourself permission to decide, well, this is how I show up. This is what I like. And this person, I'm this person over here and I'm this person over here. And I love that I have this fluidity. And, you know, if I was a reflector, I reckon I'd be totally geeking out on the way people see me because they're reflecting. I'm reflecting you know, what's going on. And I'd be totally geeking out. Like I'd be paying attention to who I'm being and I'd be going, well, I'm not going there because I didn't like who I was there. And um, I'm going there because it was really powerful there. So I would be like constantly playing this experiment of like, put myself in this place and go, Oh yeah, that's good. Oh no, that's not good. Um, But yeah, anyway, I get off track and I really do need to, to round this up. Um, So thank you so much for this today. It's been so much fun. And I just know that there's a, so many reflectors out there that are going to be listening and be like, yeah, yeah, oh, my God, yeah, that's me too. I get it. I get it. Um, so thank you so much for your time, beautiful. Thank you. And no, it's, it's, been, it's been fab. It's
2: been brilliant. And going back to what you said about somebody understanding it, it was actually an interview that you did with a reflector. Oh, it must have been like a year and a half ago. And I remember listening to it and thinking, that is the first time I've ever heard anybody explain things that happens to them that I got. So yeah, it's been good. I hope that's what somebody else has probably got out um, of
0: it. As exactly. Well. Exactly. And I love that. And I, I wondered, do you remember the name of that reflector? It was, was Simone. It? Simone. Yep. This is so cool because Simone and yep. another reflector, well, we're doing Reflector Week on the podcast, if you like. And um for Simone's coming on with another reflector we're going to have a big conversation oh, so we're going to hear her yeah. all this time later so I think it's about a year and a half we worked out so it's going to be super exciting to have that conversation too yeah I'm looking forward to that so thank you so much thank you everyone for listening I trust this has been really um powerful for you and given you some really um great tips, guidelines, experiences, or just resonance um, to help you in your human design journey. So thanks for being here. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points could you leave a review for me as well on apple it would be greatly appreciated if at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast by all means get on my socials and dm me everything you need is there in the show notes have an awesome day bye for now